Dan Mack is back, and this year she has sought out the best customer-centric thought leaders from around the world. Are you after practical, accessible, and customer-centric marketing? You're in the right place. Sit back and enjoy Dan's small business podcast. For more information, go to www.daniellemckinnis.com or visit www.mckinnismarketing.com.au. Today I've got the great pleasure of interviewing Mark Joyner and Mark's written The Irresistible Offer but today I really wanted to talk to him about Symbology and Symbology is a new software that helps you become more productive. What I really liked talking to Mark about though was how customer centric this tool was and how he understands what I would want to see as I navigate this through. So sit back and enjoy um, my discussion with Mark. And I start off by asking him how he made it such a customer-centric tool. So well for customers in terms of the software and and the touch points that you had. It, look, it's probably one of the better sites that I've ever experienced in terms of you knowing exactly what I was thinking as I was filling it out. It was just so great. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So tell me how you came to... Um, to develop it? Well, uh, Simpleology started as me trying to uh, take care of people who were writing in uh, asking me for help that I didn't really have time to help out. Um, around 2002-ish, I uh, closed down some of the businesses that I was running, closed down and sold off. You know, I was, uh, you know, running a number of uh, different businesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I started, you know, doing some consulting for people behind the scenes. I was writing some books. And there were still, you know, quite a few people who knew me, uh, you know, from the other businesses that I was running. And I've always been very, uh, uh, you know, open to people asking me for assistance. And... Uh, I, I really dislike it when I can't help them, right? But, you know, <laughs> when you've got a few people uh, or a few hundred people a day writing in, which was uh, happening at the time, uh, you just really can't do that. So simultaneously what was happening was when I was working with consulting clients, most of them were coming to me for marketing advice. And what I realized quite quickly was that they didn't really need marketing advice. Most of them had really brilliant marketing ideas, but they were just totally dysfunctional when it came to productivity. <laughs> so I, I started developing systems for them, and I, I started from the standpoint of, hey, I've got uh, great days uh, where I think I'm a genius and I'm getting a lot done, and then I've got days where I, I just can't believe how uh, how inefficient I am <laughs> and I I just shudder at the thought that people would see me in that state. And so I tried to, to deconstruct that, you know, and, and I, I started to see a number of rules and that turned into a system that I started teaching consulting clients. Uh, and then, you know, getting all these requests for help from other folks and not being able to help them, I thought, well, look, why don't I turn this into a business and let me make the, the productivity end of it free? Mm -hmm. And that started out as, uh, you know, just sort of like a pen and paper system and then evolved into the software uh, that you see now. Oh, it's just fantastic. And what I really like about it is it's, it has a nice sort of entrepreneurial um, flavor to it. Just even the way that you've 
captured some of the headings. Um, so once you go past that sort of initial version, what's the next step up if people want to take it from a status of free and just you know brainstorming and being more project um, more um, able to be productive? What's the next step up for for people using it? Well, there's quite a bit they can do in the free state. I, I just want to, you know, make sure folks know. I mean, it, there are people who have used it in the free version for years and years, yeah. and I, I just, I don't have any problem with that. Of course, right? I, you know, I think that's great. Um, and I mean, from a business standpoint, it's, it's it's smart as well because you know you've got people who are using something there. You know, they become evangelists for you. So I, I don't understand why companies would want to turn that kind of thing away, but. The, the paid version, uh, as it stands right now in this moment while we're talking, yeah. uh, it's going to yeah. be evolving uh, you know, quite a bit, uh, especially uh, you know, coming in the next few months. But uh, we have some advanced modules that will help people with other things. For example, uh, there's a, a strategic financial planning module that um, breaks down business growth and uh, financial strategy into three core concepts and then helps people cycle through those three core concepts and make regular systematic improvements to those areas. So um, like everything else we do in Simpleology, we try to break down what people think is very complex and make it simple because you're only going to be able to manage things when, when they're simplified. And mm -hmm. if you can simplify it down to, to what we call HIME, right? HIME is high impact minimal effort. If you can identify those activities and those behaviors that have the highest impact with the least amount of effort and you turn those things into a habit, then you really start to make great uh, headway uh, in your life. And the, the paid modules get you know, deeper into to that. Plus, we have um, you know, these things we call habit bombs that we're uh, adding. And aside from productivity, in the paid modules, we have habit bombs for business growth. Uh, we're going to be releasing one on uh, high energy uh, coming up here soon and then on a number of other topics over the next couple months as well. How did you come up with your fantastic names? <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I, you know, I really don't know. Uh, well, first off, you know, I wrote a book years ago called The Irresistible Offer and, and I would say part of it harkens back to that and that's another attempt, attempt at, at simplifying what I think, you know, good, wholesome marketing is, right? There, there are a lot of different yeah. marketing theories. Um, many of them are effective. Not all of them are, are good for uh, the human ecosystem. And in the book, The Irresistible Offer, I talk about a way to present yourself that cuts through all the clutter, but is very honest about what you are and communicates to users on a fundamental level about what it is that they need. So I think that a, a name and a tagline have got to form a gestalt in that sense to, to really, you know, uh, create a, a very intriguing um, but very accurate uh, portrayal of, of what it is that you're doing. Mm, I think, well, yes, that's where I've come across you because I've, I've read that. I'm trying to remember, I've got so many things going on in my head, but um, <laughs> just a, a, a mosh pit of ideas. But which is why this tool is so fantastic for me. But um, I guess getting to the heart of what I'm, I see with this tool, and even that book, is you seem to have um, 
sort of an innate ability to bring it back to, yes, something simple, but almost bring it back to being able to empathise or see how we're feeling. And I'm just wondering where that comes from, like whether you recognise that in yourself. Because I don't see a lot of it. I don't see a lot of people being able to really articulate and put the, um, I guess, the human element into what they're doing. So whether it's the um, description of terms, whether it's keeping it simple, or whether it's actually just give me what I want. <laughs> right. That's a that's a really powerful question. I I don't know if I can really adequately answer that. Where you know where does that come from? I I, I would say somehow I've incorporated into to my uh, you know belief system, uh, and and I, I think that we can all sort of like you know, take on and slough off belief systems as, as we see fit. And, you know, it, it would be wise for us to, to take on the ones that are really good for us and good for the people around us. And I, I, I guess I believe that, you know, it's important to be self-reliant and to take care of yourself. But I think that a lot of people who preach that uh, do it at the cost of, you know, compassion for other people. And I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. I, I don't think you can take care of yourself without considering the impact of your actions around the people around you because what a miserable world we'd be in if we uh, all just thought of ourselves, mm, right? Exactly. Um, right. So, so I think it's actually the, you know, the greatest form of selfishness, you know, to, to really, you know, be thoughtful about people. I, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Well, yeah, all the, the things that came to mind for me was thoughtfulness, consideration, and just care factor. Right. Um, so, so that's really nice. Um, so you've got plans to do um, more to this tool. What's coming up? What, what are you working on? Well, what I can tell you. <laughs> all right, what can you tell me? And we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> Well, there, there are a couple of things that we're keeping secret. Um, sure. A few things that, uh, that we're not are, so if you go into the, the section called the dojo, right, which is where, you know, a lot of the, the training materials are, right next to that we have something called the library. And, you know, the foundation of what we do at Simpleology is three steps, right? It's like, you know, pick an area of your life that you want to improve, turn that into a Jaime habit, which we you know talked about earlier, and then somehow make that habit stick, right? Because you know you can present someone with a habit, that's all well and good, but in, until it really and truly and genuinely becomes a habit for them, it's it's almost totally meaningless, right? Yeah. So all three of those steps are really important, and the, the foundation of Simpleology does that for for productivity because I think that's kind of like the base foundational thing for everything. I mean it. If you're not productive, um, it seems that you're not going to make a lot of headway anywhere, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we, you know, we developed, you know, another habit bomb, as we call them, for uh, business growth. And then coming up, uh, I'll tell you a couple of the ones coming up. We've got one uh, for high energy, which is, you know, teaching people, uh, you know, some ways to, to manage their, uh, you know, their, their diet and just their, their general healthy habits so that they can uh, optimize the amount of energy that they have throughout the day, mm-hmm. which I think is just extremely important. Um, I mean, it affects us in so many ways. And, and we're in a, a really interesting world right now where it seems that 
we're doing a lot of things to the human body that as yet have not been done on a mass scale. And we don't really know what this is doing to us. <laughs> and I, I, I would say that it would be very, very wise to uh, you know, minimize the uh, amount of, of toxicity and stress that you're putting into your body so that you can deal with the environmental shifts that are happening, uh, the effects of which we, we don't yet know. Mm. So, you know, this gets really into that. Um, and it, and it gets into it in a way that, um, you know, very few people would take issue with. It's, it's a, such a, an extremely contentious topic, um, energy and health. But there, there are some things that I think, you know, we do have some, some general agreement on. And so we're, we're trying to keep that in areas uh, where, uh, you know, you're going to get very, very little pushback even from, uh, you know, the traditional medical community, but also structure it in a way that people can incorporate their own, uh, you know, beliefs and experiments in diet, exercise, and what have you. Mm-hmm. But make sure that those things address key areas that need to be addressed. So for example, um, you know, wh- one of the things that people tend to not address when they look at their health, you know, they may be uh, uh, eating a, a, you know, a quote unquote healthy diet. Um, you know, what that is, if anybody could, could define for me universally, I, I would love to know because I still <laughs> haven't come across that. But, um, you know, they, they could be, you know, not poisoning themselves at the very least, not eating junk food, eating, you know, natural food in its whole state. I think that's something very, very few people would disagree is a, uh, is a good idea. Um, you know, exercising intelligently, but they're not managing their stress levels. Um, and, you know, without managing that, uh, your body's going to have a hard time losing fat because your, your cortisol goes up and that sends a signal to your body to, to hold on to fat. Uh, your ability to recover from exercise goes down. Uh, it it uh, lowers your immune system. It just creates this amazing symphony of effects in the body. So, you know, we we talk about that as one of the core areas that you need to uh, be maintaining on a regular basis. Because if you're not, it's just going to degrade everything else. But when you do, it's amazing because your energy levels will go up if you do, you know, deliberate things to, uh, to aggressively, if you will, uh, lower your stress levels. Oh, it's just so relevant, I think, at the moment because, you know, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, working remotely and there's a lot more um, people starting their businesses. And, and so, you know, to, to have a holistic approach to business is such a great idea. I mean, I find myself sitting in front of the computer for a lot longer periods of time. My son's, you know, sitting over his iPad playing Minecraft and I'm worrying about his posture, <laughs> you know, while, right. while I'm on the phone. And, and to just get back to those those things that are important and, and put everything into perspective is, is a really great thing. And I think you're right. It is a habitual thing and needs to be mm. something that you focus on because I find I go into a cycle of, yeah, no, I'm good, <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll crunch a lot of things at once, and then fall into a, uh, you know, a basket of oh my god, what am I doing? I've I've lost the right. habit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's common, but but that's me. I, I think it is common, and I've certainly done that myself. And you know, I've found that when I can break through that, and instead of you know put myself through oh my god, it's crunch time 
all the time, which which um, you know seems to put tre- tremendous amount of stress on the body. You know, if I can have fun doing what I need to do on a regular basis, which is one of the things, by the way, we've been thrown to productivity, right? You know, we put it this emphasis on, hey, when you're knocking out your daily targets, have fun, right? That's a message we just keep reinforcing over and over again through the the uh, the, the do today's training section, you know, the different belts that we have as people go up and, and master that because that's that's just one of these foundational things. You know, if you can get that right, it, it does so many great, great things for you and, and it will optimize your life in so many ways, not just your productivity, but, but your health and your relationships and everything. Exactly. I, I mean, I love it because it, it, it is fun and it is a mindset thing. You know, it is the way you perceive something and the way you choose to view it. And you do make it fun. <laughs> I found it fun. And you'll, for me to awesome. it with something, it must be fun. It's a big part of my value set. So tell me, is this your whole world or are you working on other things? Or has this become now a main thing for you? Well, in the moment, it is my whole world. I mean, I've got a few, you know, side things that I do, you know, on a personal level. Um you know, just for, uh, you know, fun projects like music and, you know, I do improv and things like that just for, for fun. Um, but from a business perspective, uh, you know, and professionally, this is my entire focus. You know, I've got other things that I want to evolve into later. Um, you know, there's a philanthropic project that I need to pick back up and, you know, other companies that I, I want to start, uh, you know, a lot more books uh, that I want to write and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, right now, we have uh, quite a bit to do with this one. Um, it's it's one that we've done, you know, for many years. There were a lot of, of other companies that was running at the same time, and then, you know, my team and I, we just realized that this is, you know, th- this one is important. You know, we we really want to, uh, you know, take this one up, you know, to the you know highest level it can be before we we take on any other projects. Absolutely, and you can tell your whole philosophy is baked in here. So it must be sort of nice to actually have your approach in a tool (laughs) it really is it's awesome you know because i think that automation it's so underutilized ironically um you know we we use it but we use it in meaningless ways and to me you can't have software without philosophy whether you believe it's there or not or whether you're aware that it's there or not there is a philosophy in that software that you're creating and some people unfortunately the philosophy is let me just get some crap out there and sell it and you know and and let me you know serve and i, I hate to say this because it sounds so so negative but it's true you know i mean this this ethos and this mindset exists you know where where people will just get things out there and you can tell that you know you can feel it because you, I mean, you know that they don't care, you know, what, what the, the end result is. So I think people would do really well to be very, very thoughtful about that. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of Simon Sinek and um, Start With Why, um, but he, um, I think he was, did a TED Talk and he's got this book, Start With Why, and he's got a similar sort of approach to you in that, you know, he's trying to create this um you know, start with your core philosophy first and build from that, which I totally agree with. And and you can tell that this this site has that that feeling. I mean, I, I don't know, but if I've got so many choices out there at the moment in terms of tools and things that I can use, I always go back to those ones that 
sit well with my value set and also have that sort of quirky personality that makes it a bit fun. Right, that's cool. Because <laughs> I can choose. I mean, and we all can choose. So why choose something that, you know, okay, it might, might be a similar sort of tool but it doesn't provide those things that resonate with you. Why do that when you've got a choice? Indeed, indeed. And thank goodness we have that choice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate your time and um, it's a great tool and I'll, I'll put a link to it on my um, blog and podcast. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. It's just awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time.